KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. Time to take our weekly look at the American economy as we speak with David Fiorenza, Associate Professor of Practice, Villanova School of Business. We talk stimulus, we talk unemployment, we talk housing, and more. Give a listen. We like to start with unemployment. Uh, this past week, under 800,000, 793,000 Americans uh, filed for first time unemployment benefits. I mean, yay, it's under 800,000, but once again, we are still spectacularly high numbers. We are, Matt, even though the last five weeks have shown some better numbers, but we're still talking about the 700, 800,000 range. And for me to, to talk to you today and say things are getting better, somebody would say, well, how are they getting better if we're still in the seven to 800,000 range? It is it is a mountain that I thought we'd never uh, have to climb, but we're still climbing and we're still trying to get through this pandemic. To that point, the Biden administration trying to attack that. Obviously, we've heard a lot about the the $1.9 trillion stimulus bill that sounds like a lot of it will eventually get passed. Uh, We'll talk about the minimum wage thing in a minute. That seems to be something I don't know that's going to make the cut. But I've started to read a couple couple of people talking about concerns that the stimulus might be too big. Are those concerns uh, anchored in concerns about inflation? That's part of it, Matt. You hit the nail on the head. Inflation is probably one portion of it. The other portion, which is a much smaller, is the fact that the last few stimulus packages, not all the money has been spent. Uh, there's various reasons. Some some of it is because uh, the states and the counties are maybe looking to see what they can do to roll out the vaccines. Maybe they have to spend extra money for various ways to get businesses back open. Uh, they're looking to see how bad the winter is going to be with all kinds of snow and ice. Uh, so there, some people are holding on to the funds. Uh, others are dispersing it. It depends on what part of the country you live in. Concerns about money not being spent, and I've heard I've heard that that a lot. If that is a concern, isn't that just something we can adjust? You know, if there's still two hundred billion for Program X that hasn't been spent, just take that out of the the number for this stimulus and and go forward. Or am I being too simplistic? No, you're not being too simplistic. And there's also been reports of various places that are doing very well, certain cities and states that have returned the funding. That's the one part we don't hear about. That's another reason why you don't see the money being spent, because if a certain state has already been open, like the Dakotas, and didn't shut down, they were doing well because of all their gasoline and oil extraction taxes. They didn't need the funding. Some of, That would be an example of a place sending the money back. Uh, it's just that it's taking a long time in the federal government, because they're so large, to be able to find out where they can refilter that money to the proper places, the urban centers, as, as we call them, you and I, uh, throughout the country that really do need uh, aid. And it's interesting, concerns about being too big. If we rewind the tape back to 2008-2009 and the Rescue Act out of the housing crisis, in retrospect, doesn't it seem like almost across the board everyone says one of the big problems was it wasn't big enough once it got through Congress it had been shaved down? So why would we want to make that mistake again? Good point. Um, and the stimulus package that happened, a lot of it was for infrastructure. Now, I know throughout the country there may be towns and cities where, where people said, 
oh, I didn't see any infrastructure projects. Well, this is a very large country. It's 50 states. It's, it's just so broad that maybe your town did not do any infrastructure projects. Maybe your town did other things. I, I recall being involved in those stimulus packages. We did various projects throughout the Delaware Valley uh, for parking garages, upgrades, upgrades of sanitary sewers, storm sewers. So those are the kinds of things that people don't see. What people see are new police cars, new new plow trucks, and they see a new road, but they don't see the other infrastructure that deals with our electrical grid or our water grid. So back then, uh, I thought, oh, the stimulus package was large, but comparing it today, it's, it's not that large. Looks like they're projecting a total $2.3 trillion uh, federal budget deficit for the 2021 fiscal year. Actually, less than last year, but but still huge. Why should Joe Average be worried about things like budget deficits? Well, uh, a couple of reasons. One is that if you go, you have children, uh, and when they grow up, uh, your those children that may become adults and they go to get jobs, their federal taxes could increase, or their state tax could be increasing, or their local tax could be increasing. It's a it's a multiplier effect or a domino effect. So when there's more debt, eventually it has to get paid back, and the way to pay that debt back is uh, very simple: either higher taxes, unfortunately, but that's what happens, or cutting of programs. And no one wants to cut programs. No one wants to cut services, uh, and also funding that that the states get, that the local cities get, the local municipalities get. So it's something that I think um, you're going to see a deficit for a few more years. The Congressional Budget Office, CBO, is probably correct. I actually thought it was going to be higher than that. And one of the things that's interesting is that number, I think it didn't include this stimulus package they're working on now because they wanted to see you know, what the number was. But we've talked about this we're kind of in a situation where concerns about deficit and debt, they kind of have to take a back seat to helping people now, no? That's true, they do. Uh, we're not hearing some of the news of things like consumer confidence, consumer sentiment going up, the housing market still still doing well. We're not hearing news of things like our exports and our imports and our trade balances getting a little bit better. We're not hearing the news of, of all kinds of other things that are being done at the national and state level because so much emphasis is being put on the stimulus package that some states are doing well and some are not doing well. To that point, things you mentioned we haven't heard much about. What are you seeing in the housing markets? I know you pay close attention to that as kind of the, the a tell of what direction we're headed. Well, as we dig out of the pandemic, the housing market continues to be one of the hottest parts of the U.S. economy. Um, I would think that if you're a millennial, you're looking for a home. You know, if you're coming out of college, you don't have much debt. Uh, for the first few years you're starting out, you're going to be looking for housing. It, the interest rates will stay low through the year 2021, possibly even 2022 at this point. And it's going to be a good time in certain parts of the country. Now, obviously, in the northeast portion of the country, uh, we're, we're more concentrated with people. So you're going to, I do see home values going up. And that's a concern you and I have spoken about maybe a month ago about the K-shaped recovery, where it's really hard to find what we call affordable housing. You mentioned consumer confidence and consumer sentiment earlier. We are a consumer-driven economy. So what are you seeing there that, uh, that catches your eye? Well, I'm seeing the consumer confidence and the sentiment going up a few points. And it's been inching up, which is 
making me very happy. So when we talk about consumer confidence, the question I always ask is, when we ask people, we say, are you going to be happy if you buy a new car or a new refrigerator in six months' time? Sentiment is a little different. Sentiment is when we ask them, how do you feel about buying that car or refrigerator right now? So right now, the sentiment is going up. And that's a good thing that the sentiment is going up. People are ready to buy. That's from the stimulus packages they're getting. It's going to be maybe from from the tax refunds. It's from them going back to work. It's seeing the gig economy go back up a little bit. It's seeing the fact that people are working from home uh, and maybe taking on more work, uh, more responsibility, uh, wanting to pay bills. uh, And you you mentioned this maybe three weeks ago, pinup demand is going to happen. Uh, I, I'm telling you, you and I are going to be on the beach this summer, Matt. Sounds good to me. <laughs> uh, what are you hearing? I know you're plugged in with a lot of municipalities. We've talked about waiting for that money from the feds for state and local government, but what's the sentiment? What are the concerns of, of municipalities in the area look you know, right now? Well, there again, municipalities, very similar to consumers, their confidence level is going up as more and more people are getting vaccines. So they're getting ready because it's almost March to roll out plans for the summer for things like farmers markets, for summer camps, uh, for the outdoor movies that some of the municipalities show, Uh, all the events that the city has. They're still in discussions about how to do that safely, how to do that in a, in, a, in a good manner so that we don't see the spike in COVID cases. But throughout the Delaware Valley, uh, some of the meetings I sat in in the last week or two, uh, some of the municipalities do want to move forward slowly, cautiously, and in a very helpful way to see if they can do some of these summer events that they've had for years and years and years. One of the things uh, in the stimulus package that you know, I would kind of be surprised if it ends up surviving when it's all said and done is a, a path to a $15 uh, federal, a minimum wage at the federal level. Um, assuming it doesn't stay in the stimulus package, I still think this is something that has to be addressed. I mean, 725 it's just not – it hasn't been feasible for a long time. It, they've got to do something, don't they? They, they do. And that's why you'll see certain states – raise their minimum wage and even certain counties throughout California as well as New York. If you're in Nassau County, New York, uh, even $11 isn't cutting it. (laughs) But if you're down in Alabama, you're in Savannah, Georgia, $11 is a better wage. So a lot of it's geographically and situationally related to where you're living. I think the federal government they, they should have jumped on this 20 years ago and raised it a quarter a year. And you and I would be talking about how the rate now, instead of being 725 at the federal level, would be about 10 or $11. We'd almost be at that 15 level. And that $15 level, Matt, as we talked about earlier uh, in, in our podcast, that's not going to go into effect this year. That's over a four-year period of time. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.